Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Wisdom. The reading is from Paul's letter to the Philippians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say, rejoice. Let all men know your forbearance, for the Lord is at hand. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do therefore likewise. And the God of peace will be with you always. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. Glory to you. Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at table with him. Mary took a pound of costly ointment of pure nard, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the ointment. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? 
This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and as he had the money box, he used to take what was put into it. Jesus said, let her alone, let her keep it for the day of my burial. The poor you always have with you, but you not, do not always have me. When the great crowd of the Jews learned that he was there, they came not only on account of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. Though the chief priests planned to put Lazarus also to death, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away in believing in Jesus. The next day a great crowd who had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's coal. His disciples did not understand this at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that this had been written of him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead bore witness the reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they Proclaim the gospel. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In the ancient city of Sparta, there was a man named Pedaretos. Uh, during his lifetime, the government was such that a group of 300 men were to be chosen to govern that city. And though Pedaretos was a candidate, his name didn't make the final cut, so to speak. His name was not on the final candidate list. But when his friends sought to you know, comfort and console him that he didn't make it, this is how he replied. I am glad that in Sparta there are 300 men better than I am. Although never elected to government, he nonetheless became a legend and known throughout history 
because of his willingness to humbly stand aside while others took the place of glory and honor. He was already living what St. Paul tells us in Philippians 2, 3. In humility, let each person regard others better than himself. The Gospel reading this morning told us that Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. And I take this to mean mystically that he was ready to go up, that is, ascend back to his Father, to the heavenly Jerusalem from where he had descended. And the only way for this ascent to occur is for their first to have been this descent. And St. Paul writes about this in Ephesians 4, 8, saying, When Jesus ascended on high, he led captivity captive. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. The Lord's humble descent and humiliation, however, did not begin on the way to his passion while seated on as a humble king on a donkey. The descent of the second person of the Holy Trinity already began in eternity, in the counsel of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, our humble God. Saint Sophronia of Essex even dared to say, the scriptures declare that God is love. We might say that God is humility. It was in eternity then where it was decided that it would be through the Son of God, through his humble descent, that our ascent back to God would be accomplished. That is why the Son of God is enigmatically called in the book of Revelation, the Lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. Because, because it was even before the world was created, that the plan of God hidden from the ages, as St. Paul says, was already in motion, so to speak. The world was created for the incarnation. The descent was physically enacted at the Annunciation and at the Nativity when the Son of God became the Son of Man, taking flesh from the womb of the Holy Virgin St. Paul witnesses to the indescribable humility of Christ in his Christological hymn, Philippians 2, 6. Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a slave and coming in the likeness of men. But the humility of Christ does not end in the emptying of himself, of his glory at the incarnation. It continues as the King of kings and Lord of lords enters Jerusalem, not in pomp and circumstance, not seated on a royal chariot or upon a regal horse, but seated humbly, lowly on a donkey. The holy humility of Christ then continues unto suffering the cruel death of a mortal. 
In the Christological hymn of St. Paul, he continues, And then being formed and found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And through the cross, God himself descended into the lower parts of the earth, into the bowels of Hades. So my brothers and sisters, it is all the way from highest heaven to lowest hell that God descended out of his extreme love for us. If Christ said, I am the way, then humility is the way of Christ. If Christ commanded, follow me, then we must follow in the footsteps of his holy humility. Once again, in the book of Revelation, St. John sees the Lamb standing on Mount Sion with 144,000 who had his name, that is the Lamb's name, and his Father's name written on their foreheads. And who are these that stand with the Lamb of God and bear his name? The evangelist tells us, it is these who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. Let us, two brethren, follow the Lamb wherever he goes. Remember these words of Jesus, because he did them himself. Whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be the slave of all. Whoever wishes to sit with me in my kingdom must humble himself because he first humbled himself as the slave and servant of all. The publican, the tax collector, in sincere self-condemnation and all humility, would not so much as lift his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast constantly, praying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. This means, this man, Christ tells us, went down to his house justified. And what do we get from this? Is that he followed the way of Jesus, the publican did, by going down into the depths of humility and was therefore lifted up. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted, said the Lord. Follow Christ wherever he has gone, beloved, and heaven will be yours. As St. Augustine preached, the whole of the Christian religion is humility. And where has Christ gone? Where must we follow him? We must follow him in his exile and in his rejection by men by being ourselves distinct and set apart from the world. We must follow him in his forgiveness by praying for those who hate and injure us. We must follow him in his simplicity of life by being content with God's blessings. We must follow him in his death by being crucified to our own sinful passions. We must follow him in his love by dying to the self. We must follow him to the cross by taking up the cross that God has given to each of us. We must follow him into Hades itself 
by lowering ourselves below our brethren and sincerely confessing, I am the first of sinners. And we must follow him to heaven by living as true citizens already of his kingdom. While still here on this earth, conducting ourselves according to Jesus' divine and life-giving commandments, all of them. So as we continue in the worship of our humble God on this holy day of Palm Sunday, dear brothers and sisters, let us contemplate and reflect upon this hymn from last night, Great Vespers. Today the Word and co-eternal Son of God the Father, whose throne is in heaven and whose footstool is the earth, humbles himself and comes to Bethany, seated on a dumb beast on a donkey. Then the children of the Hebrews, beholding and holding branches in their hands, praise him, saying, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he that comes, the King of Israel to whom be the power and the glory and the reign unto the ages of ages. Amen. Okay, stand at this time.